Pure Dog Talk is the voice of purebred dogs. We talk to the legends of the sport and give you the tips and tools to create an awesome life with your purebred dog. From showing to preservation breeding, from competitive obedience to field work, from agility to therapy dogs, and all the fun in between, your passion is our purpose. So, hey, crew. As 2020, otherwise known as the year from hell, draws to a close, I have some actual good news to share with y'all. First of all, if you haven't twigged to the Good Dog Pod, you should most definitely add it to your downloads. This is a new podcast I'm hosting for Good Dog with the goal of reaching an even wider audience than we do here at Pure Dog Talk, with great content supporting dog breeders and responsible dog ownership. You can find the Good Dog Pod wherever you get this podcast including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Our primary topics on the Good Dog Pod are training and veterinary and breeding and legal advocacy. And I am so excited because we're going to try out a new format. We're sort of taste testing it. Basically, a call-in show concept with an Ask Our Advisors Q&A session with myself and Dr. Gail Watkins and Susan Patterson from the Facebook Repro Group. Our first crack at this, we're talking about that very first week of neonatal care and fielding questions from the audience, i.e. you guys. So very cool. Second of all, stay tuned for more good news in the new year. This is in advertising speak, what we call the big T's. <laughs> but seriously though, enjoy this month's outstanding Pure Dog Talk and Good Dog Pod episodes. Go like the Pure Dog Talk Facebook page so that you can get up-to-the-minute details. And consider joining our patrons community by supporting great content at Pure Dog Talk. Most of all, stay safe. Stay healthy and stay strong. Happy holidays to one and all. Welcome to Pure Dog Talk. I am your host, Laura Reeves, and I am so lucky. I'm very excited. I have one of my favorite people, Rhonda Cassidy, is coming to talk to us today. It is the Christmas season. It is the season of giving, and Rhonda has a very, very exciting new book coming out called For the Love of Dogs, and it is a collection of her spectacular photography. And we have many excellent candid photographers in our business, but honestly, Rhonda ranks right up there at the top of them. Many years ago, when the national championship was still in California, I can remember her taking a picture of one of my puppies. It's still one of my favorite photos of all time. So welcome, Rhonda. How are you doing today, honey? I'm doing good. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. So let's give folks the 411 because not everybody knows you and I think they should. So <laughs> tell us how you got started in dogs and how that turned into photography and which came first, the chicken or the egg, you know, like that. <laughs> okay. Well, it's actually a really interesting story. Many years ago when I was a kid, I collected postcards of dogs. 
and I made a scrapbook. And back then, I'd go to the library and check out every book I could find about dogs. And I learned about breeds and everything. And I would write stories and illustrate them. And I just always had a love for them. (laughs) Plus, I always loved photography. And well, fast forward, in junior high and high school, I took all the art classes, Mm -hmm. anything I could had to do with creative things. And I always thought that I wanted to go to art school. But of course, back then, I was told that's a nice hobby, but you need to get a real job. (laughs) Yes. So I did get a real job and I worked at that real job for 39 years. But during that time, I did the photography, just messed around. You know, I had a manual Canon AE-1, and that was back when no digital, only film. Right. Well, I went to a couple dog shows, but I was one of those gawkers, you know, oh, look at this dog. And I loved being there, but I was raising two kids and working and everything. So the digital cameras started coming out and I got the lowest version of, I think it was Photoshop Elements. (laughs) Okay. We're going back a few years now. Yeah. Yeah. Many years. I loved creating things in it. I loved, it was just like it opened up a whole world to me. Mm. I would take ornaments and take them out in the snow and hang on trees and take pictures of them and do all this. But anyway, before I have, I have to go back, I got a hold of an AKC Gazette, and I would read it, you know, from front to back, and read all the breed columns. And they had a little blurb in there where, if you sent in pictures and they used your picture for the breed column or whatever, that they would pay you twenty five dollars. Yes. Yeah. So I had an Irish water spaniel at the time, and then I would take pictures of her. And anyway, they used a couple of them, which I was like over the moon about it. Anyway, I had this thought. I always loved head studies of dogs. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, I noticed I could paint out the background. So I thought, I want to do this. I want to do every AKC breed. (laughs) Right. Right. But I'd never been to a dog show, actually. And I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have much support at that time. But I decided I want to make these note cards. And I got a printer and I started printing little samples. And I had a friend that I used to work with, and she loved photography as well. She was more into landscapes and all that. But I asked her, I said, and this is the important thing here, is that it wasn't something that I thought I should do. It was something I had to do. Mm -hmm. It was like I had a hand on my shoulder, and it said, you have got to do this. Mm. And even before then, I had had emergency surgery. I had my thyroid grew huge up to my ear Mm. and they took it out. They thought it was cancer. Thank goodness it wasn't. 
but they paralyze my vocal cord. Mm. So I don't have a range at all. And people can't hear me very well when it's loud. And if they did hear me, they would say, oh, my God, you sound awful. Your throat is your throat sore and that type of thing. So that kind of held me back from talking to people. But my business partner at the time, she was very outgoing. Mm. So what we did, and this is no joke, we had samples in a baggie. And we went to a show and we explained to people, well, she did. I didn't say anything. (laughs) And we explained to people what we were doing, that if they let us use their dog for our note cards, we would send them a sample and they could order them if they like. Oh, yeah. So here we go. And, And I understand because people... You know, they're busy at dog shows and they're like, sure, you know. And that was when it listed all the owners' right. addresses in the catalogs. Right. So I would make note of what dog it was and everything. And I would go home and work on these. And, oh, my goodness. The first ones. And then I would put their call name on them for their use. So we started out doing that. And... I would send a thank you note to them and a sample in this little plastic sleeve. And I would mail it, you know, back then. I didn't have internet. And I would send them and then I would say, here's a little order form and you can order these $6 for a package of four. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Isn't this funny? I love it. Just talking about it. You know, when I speak it out loud, it's really something that I can't believe I did this in the first place. So we started going to shows, you know, we go out to Perina and of course that was before they had the building and, you know, we met some people, but you have to remember, I didn't know what I was doing. And, you know, we learned that you don't shoot an Irish setter with their ears up. Right. After a bunch of people are yelling at you, no. Anyway, we started getting a couple orders. And people would be like, oh, we got an order for two packages of note cards. And, you know, that was exciting. And people would call and go, where did you do this? When did you do this? And we printed them all ourselves, (laughs) cut them, folded them, packaged them. Yeah. So... To make a long story short, it went from two packages to five packages to can we buy 50 Right. to can I get a box of 100 and it just snowballed. That's awesome. I'll have to email you one of them that I did. I didn't cut out the dog. I painted the background out. Right. And I learned about lighting. I learned about angles and what people like the best. I had so many people that were helpful in this. They really were. They helped us a lot. And anyway, I made Christmas cards. You know, I love doing that because I had a thing about note cards. You know, I would make note cards out of a cupcake. (laughs) But anyway, that's how it started. And 
I got to know people. I was one that I would rather just take the pictures, you know, than talk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then I got to feel comfortable with people. And I always like to make people smile and laugh. And I was hoping that when I sent these to the people that they would enjoy them. Mm -hmm. So it turns out when the Museum of the Dog was in St. Louis, they carried our packages of note cards. And I have a funny story. A friend of mine, they had a booth at Westminster one year, and a friend of mine went in there and wanted to buy something for her friend that didn't get to go that year. And she saw these note cards, and she's like, oh, my God, that's my dog. (laughs) 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 So she had to pay $16 for a package of her dog. And as people got to know us and helped us, which I'm forever grateful, I was in like a shock and happy. But anyway, it just progressed from there. I'll tell you what, Rhonda, the thing that I love about your photos, and I have many friends who take really lovely photos, but I find that you capture the soul of the dog in a way that very few people do on a consistent basis. And at Pure Dog Chalk, we talk all the time that dogs are history and they are art and they are beauty. And that photography allows us to see that in the dogs and yours in particular. And so I wonder if you could talk a little bit about that aspect of it. Some people take movement shots, some people take whatever, but your photos are very much about the character, the personality, the soul of the dog. Yes, thank you very much for that. This is going to sound strange, but I feel it. Mm -hmm. Whether it's, you know, doing candids outside with dogs or ring shots, I get goosebumps. Mm. And I know what I want to see. And sometimes it just happens. Sometimes it doesn't. But I feel, and that's how I can explain it to you. And I see it too, but it's just there for a second sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think something like that, I don't know if it's a learned or if it's just having that connection, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Well, certainly a lot of you had the art background, you know, you clearly dogs are art and you see them that way and you present them to people that way. And that feeling that you are sharing about comes through very, very clearly in your work. Thank you. And people have asked me, speaking of that, they say, let me spend a day with you. Let me pick your brain, which that's a scary thought. <laughs> we don't want to go there, but it's about, but I can't explain that to them. Well, I can, like I explained it to you, but I can't make them feel it. Right. You can be knowledgeable in your cameras and your settings and everything like that. And you can be, you know, let's put the dog here. But it's more than that to me. 
Well, technical skill doesn't bring you that, the essence piece. Right. In my opinion, anyway. And I also, and I don't know if you've heard this about me, (laughs) when I'm doing photographs outside of photo shoot, I have a tendency to make noises. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now, people that have multiple photo shoots with me, they know. And if they don't hear me, they don't think I get anything. But, you know, I'll say, oh, dear. Oh, my. Oh, oh," you know, I, I can't help it. And I'm mumbling around. And I did a photo shoot with some people and oh, I can't remember. I think I was in Raleigh and the one woman thought I was hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Hang tight, guys. Got a little bit of information for you. We'll be right back to the podcast in a minute. Embark for Breeders All-Inclusive DNA Testing Kit is the gift that'll keep on giving to your breeding program this holiday season. Embark hopes to bring breeders comfort and joy in December through better canine health. So stock up on kits for the winter using your Pure Dog Talk discount. Visit EmbarkVet.com and use code PUREDOGTALK to enjoy $20 off each kit in your order. Embark offers a comprehensive program for breeders centered on its industry-leading full panel kit. One Embark for Breeders kit provides breed-relevant genetic health tests, physical traits, and genetic COI test results for your dogs. In addition, Embark offers award-winning customer service and a free consultation to answer all your genetics questions in every kit. (laughs) Visit Embark.com backslash breeders to save on better health for your dogs. That's EmbarkVet.com backslash breeders and use code PureDogTalk. So you have photographed some of the top show dogs in the country over the course of at least the last 20 years. Yes. So talk to me. Tell me about some of your favorites. Can you pick a favorite? I mean, I know they're like your children, but do you have ones that particularly spoke to you? Well, gosh, I thought I got to think about this. Well, the first dog I think of, and it's because I've been with them from the beginning, is Wilma. Right. Michael called me and said, I need you to come to a show. And I said, what's going on? I said, are you getting a new dog? And he said, yes. And so I went and... That was the first time he ever showed her or he had her. They brought her there. Mm. And I did a photo shoot right then. So Mm. I've followed her and shot her through her career. And so what speaks to you about Wilma? I mean, she's beautiful. She's successful. But you capture her in a way that I've not seen her caught otherwise. So what is it that speaks to you? I see how she is with Michael. Mm. I see that and I see it's you get a connection. I have a couple of my favorites of her. And when I see that and her majesticness and the beauty of her and her personality is she's such a great dog. I do feel a connection there. I mean, I've 
done photos of so many different dogs. And she is the first one I think about because of doing it throughout her whole career. Right. Now, I remember shooting David Fitzpatrick's Bernie. Mm -hmm. And I was sweating. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't sweat. Yeah, exactly. We were at a show and we were just going to stay a day at Wichita, actually. And Mm. I saw him and he said, Rhonda, are you free to do photos? And I wasn't that day and I was going to stay a day and I said, I'll come back. And just that dog, the expression, and you want to do well, you know, you want to present them something that will take their breath away. (laughs) And I try to do that. It's just, you know, I've had such great times with so many. I've got so many stories that I could tell you. Well, some of them I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome to dog shows. What happens at the dog shows? We need sometimes to stay at the dog show. (laughs) But I really do. I have so many that, gosh, it'd take me a while to think about that. But people, they surprise me. They approach me and say, we do a photo shoot. And I'm always surprised. And I'm happy and I'm excited and I'm just surprised that they would ask me. That's just how I am. Mm -hmm. And to me, one of your many fine features is that humility, that humbleness and recognizing that, again, you are not making the photos about you. You are making the photos about the dogs. And I think that that is always as a dog handler, as a judge, as a photographer, as a whatever, when the dog comes first, it shows through. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about why you decided to do For the Love of Dogs, this book that you're trying to get together? I know you thought you were going to have it for Christmas, but maybe it's just going to be a couple minutes late. (laughs) Well, there's several reasons. First of all, COVID, which was unfortunate. Throughout the years, I had always kept a folder that I would throw pictures in there if I ever, you know, oh, I love this, you know, I love this. And Mm. people are always saying, you should do a book. And, you know, I'm like, ha ha, yeah, right. But when this happened, I thought, and it just seems like I'm not getting any younger. (laughs) None of us are, honey. (laughs) (laughs) And I have hundreds of thousands of pictures, but I wanted a collection that somebody could hold in their hands Does that make sense? Yes. That they could say, this is who Rhonda is. That's beautiful. And they could enjoy it. They could have them all in one place. And the problem that I have as well is I'm using a program that, you know, it offers you to put a color background or a white background. And I didn't like that. So I'm making my own backgrounds. (laughs) (laughs) Shocking. (laughs) It's not on every one of them. And it's not that it's overpowering in it. It's just little things, little bits and pieces. And most of them are from pictures I've taken from other places and making designs out of them and that type of thing, just to enhance the photo a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I wanted something just for people to remember me by, you know, 
hey, this was Rhonda Cassidy, and here's what she loved. This is who she is. Okay, now I'm going to cry. So I think think that in so doing, you have brought memories of a lot of really great dogs. Thank you. I've only seen the sneak peeks, but not just the dogs themselves, but the joy and the character that they brought to our world. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. I'm so blessed and grateful for all those who you know, have helped me and for being able to do this, for being accepted and just, you know, to follow my dream. I did. Yeah. I did follow my dream. And, you know, even at this age, I'm overwhelmed sometimes. I understand that. I do. Well, Rhonda, I hope you have the most blessed Christmas and New Year ever. And you as well, Laura. And I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. And I cannot wait to show some of these sneak peeks to people. Thank you. Looking forward to seeing the finished edition. Oh, me too. Let me tell you. (laughs) I'm about ready to, you know, one more thing about that, about the book is that people comment like, okay, it's supposed to be this way or it's supposed to be that way. But to me, it's not supposed to be any way. It's about the way I want to make it. About you. Yeah, it is. And it's about what I see, what I love. And it's unique. I have to say it's not like anything you're going to see. But once again, Rhonda, shocking. It's (laughs) (laughs) anyway, I hope to make people smile with it. I do. I expect you will. Thank you, Rhonda. Well, thank you. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. As always, if you have any questions or input, we'd love to hear from you. The show notes and links to resources on today's topic are available at puredogtalk.com. Drop us a note in the comments or email to laura at puredogtalk.com. Remember, guys, this podcast is for you. So if you want to know something, give me a holler. We'll do a podcast for you. If you wouldn't mind, you could help me out here. Take a couple minutes to visit iTunes and give us a review. The Dog Show Superintendents Association is a proud supporter of Pure Dog Talk. Our Dog Show Superintendents are the hardworking people who make the dog show function. They are advocates for education and mentorship in the purebred dog fancy. So stop by the Supers Desk at your next show. Tell them how much you love Pure Dog Talk and give them a shout out for their support. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us on Pure Dog Talk. 